The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thanks for joining this podcast. Our reading today is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for yet another opportunity to be able to bring your word to the world. I ask, O Lord, that you bless the listeners of this podcast today, that they might experience the power of Pentecost. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon coming King. Amen. The title of this podcast is 
the reason for Pentecost. The reason for Pentecost. Many times people seem to misunderstand what Pentecost is all about. And so some people think being a Pentecostal, you must be part of a church that has that label. But is that what Pentecost is all about? That is a question we need to ask ourselves today. The best place to begin is to answer the question, what in the word is Pentecost? The word Pentecost is derived from Greek, which describes the 50th day of Passover, one of the Jewish feast days. Although they didn't call it Pentecost, instead they called it the Feast of Harvest or the Feast of Weeks. This feast is mentioned five places in the Pentateuch. In Exodus chapter 23, Exodus chapter 24, Leviticus chapter 16, Numbers chapter 28, and Deuteronomy chapter 16. What is remarkable, however, about Pentecost is the fact that something spectacular happened on this day that transformed the whole meaning of this Jewish feast from being exclusive to inclusive festival that is now celebrated and adhered to by all Christians worldwide. It was on the day of Pentecost that about 120 fearful disciples of Jesus Christ were gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem, as they were told. In the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it reads, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the urns of the earth now Jesus have told his disciples that they mustn't do anything silly they must not try to do anything until they receive power until the promise of the father has been received We'll come back to that. Undoubtedly, modern Pentecostalism is not unconnected with what happened on Azusa Street in California, April 1906, in Elder William Seymour's meeting. When those attending his meeting experienced similar outpouring just like the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. Sadly, the Edinburgh Missionary Conference, which was made up of uh, major Protestant denomination and missionary societies in 1910, failed to acknowledge the Azusa Street outpouring, which was to change the face of Christianity forever. Let us not forget that in Christianity, apart from Catholicism and Protestantism, the third force is definitely Pentecostalism but the question is is Pentecost or Pentecostal a denomination as some suggest 
we need to really think about this because sometimes some people will tell you I'm a Pentecostal what denomination are you they tell you I'm a Pentecostal but is Pentecostalism a denomination I take the view that Pentecost is not a denomination Pentecostalism is not a denomination but it's an experience every believer in Christ should have and must have. The Apostle Peter said this in the book of Acts chapter uh, 2 verse 39. For the promise is for you, those listening, for your children, those who will come, and for all who are afar away, everyone the Lord our God shall call to him. So you see, Pentecost is not a denomination. Pentecost is not a sect of people. Pentecost is an experience and it's a promise to as many as will accept the message of the cross, as will accept the message of Christianity. Everyone, every Christian need to be a Pentecostal because it's the promised power that Jesus said Christians will have. Someone once said that the average Christian and the average church are somewhere bogged down between Calvary and Pentecost. They have been to Calvary for forgiveness, but they have not been to Pentecost for the power. Bethlehem means God with us, and Calvary means God for us, but Pentecost means God with us. You see the dynamics? So, on the day of Pentecost, the Bible tells us that the disciples of Jesus Christ, who were absolutely fearful of the authorities, of the repercussion, of the things that will happen to them, were just there waiting. And suddenly, there was a sound like a rushing mighty wind, and suddenly, the tongues of fire set upon each and every one of them and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. What is amazing about the upper room Pentecost experience is the fact that those who were there received the power as the tongues settled upon them. These fire-like tongues sat on each and every one of them distinctively that means that they all received the Holy Ghost in a unique way that gave them the ability to operate different gifts for the common good of this Christ-centered community and not to work against each other. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. The Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. So you see, these gifts are not 
restricted to a certain kind of church or people. But as I said earlier, the promise of the Holy Spirit is for all people who receive the call to repentance through Jesus Christ. However, the infilling of the Holy Spirit is a definite and distinct experience for each one that receives it. A Christian will know whether he or she has received the gift of the Holy Spirit or not. Those in the upper room knew that they had had an awe-inspiring encounter with the divine. And so we also can know that we are filled with the Holy Spirit too by the fruit we bear. And don't forget, these disciples of Jesus Christ that were afraid, that were fearful, that locked themselves up in the room, something happened when they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. It changes everything about their lives. They began to become bold. Peter, who was timid, could speak. He was not a public speaker by any means, but because of the power of the Holy Spirit, he began to speak to the people, to the public, to massive crowd and with no fear. Peter was healing people. His shadow was healing people. Things were happening. The authority of the Holy Spirit makes all the difference. And this is why every Christian must desire the power of the Holy Spirit. This is why every Christian must seek to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's only when this power comes to you that you can be the genuine, authentic witness for Jesus Christ. Any church that has no power of the Holy Spirit manifesting in itself will never be able to be what God wants the church to be. The Holy Spirit is the engine of the church. And we must, as Christians, recognize that fact. It's not by power, not by might, but by the Holy Spirit. Many times we say we, our churches are dying. We say church is not growing. We say things aren't happening. That's because something is lacking. That's because the power of the Holy Spirit is lacking. But we need this power if our church is to make a difference in our giving society. One of the reasons for the paradigm shift today in the global Christianity is the fact that Christians in the global south seems to be more receptive to the works of the Holy Spirit now than ever before. Friends, the only way the church in the global north can regain its God's intended position it must wake up to the nudging of the holy spirit and i believe that that is the whole essence of pentecost pentecost 
Leviticus must not just be a time in our Christian calendar to mark and talk about things that has no connection with the Holy Spirit. We do need to come to that point where we know as a Christian, where we know as a Christian church that we must look onto what the Bible said about Pentecost. Pentecost is about power. Pentecost is about the strength that the church need. Pentecost is about the wisdom of God in us. Pentecost is about the encouragement that Jesus Christ has left for us. Peter categorically stated, quoting from Joel chapter 2 verse 28, that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is not for a special people. It's not a special blessing for a selected few. It's not a special blessing for a group of people who call themselves Pentecostal or for a group of people who call themselves Catholics, for a group of people who call themselves Protestant. No, the scriptures say that then afterward, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see vision. This is what Pentecost is all about. It's to energize us. It's to bring us to that place where we can really, really know that God has empowered us for his work, for his mission on planet earth. The result of Pentecost for Peter and his friends were extraordinary in many ways. Over 3,000 souls were added to the church on the day of Pentecost as the Holy Spirit empowered them to bear witnesses to Jesus Christ. My friend, we need the power today. We need the power of Pentecost today so that we can be able to represent the interests of Jesus Christ on our planet today. Brothers and sisters, if we open up to the examples of these apostles, the Holy Spirit can equally transform us from an active spectator to an active participant in the worship and in the mission of God as the Holy Spirit will help us to worship God in spirit and in truth and to enable us to engage in His mission in this last days with power, with power of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, these are the reason for Pentecost. Church, this is the reason for Pentecost and nothing else. As I bring this podcast to a close, I would like to remind us today that the Holy Spirit is still at work today. And above all, that the purpose of Pentecost is to serve the church as a reminder of the coming of the Holy Spirit. Why did the Holy Spirit come? The Holy Spirit came so that we can be energized, so that we can be in sync with the power of God to change our world and bring Brothers and sisters, this is the time. If you have not received the power of the Holy Spirit, I will pray. You can pray. And together, the Holy Spirit will come upon you wherever you are. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today for the listeners of this podcast. As many God that have 
desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I ask, O oh Lord, that you fill them today, wherever they may be today. Let your mighty hand come upon them. Lord God Almighty, every hindrance, O oh God, that may stop, O oh God, the infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit, I stand against it now and release your spirit upon them, wherever they are. And Father, I pray for your churches around the world, as many churches that desire your power. Fill them, God. Fill them, oh God. Come, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.